Hey everybody, welcome back to The Daily. It is Wednesday and the college football playoff rankings are out. Uh, they actually just came out. We are recording this on a Tuesday night right after the United States qualified for the knockout stage in the World Cup. We can talk about that because Berm is a huge soccer fan now. Bill Landis already was. Yep. So Love kickball, love kickball. Cheers to the USA. Wow, kickball, huh? And uh, Yeah, we can talk about soccer at the end of this show. We don't have to. The Ohio State Buckeyes are number... <laughs> five in the college football playoff rankings so as pessimistic as i was on saturday after the game i i stand by some of the feelings that i had about that and uh ohio state not winning the game and not winning the big 10 and uh the merits of going to the college football playoff after that but they are waiting on the doorstep berm they are ahead of alabama and they are waiting for usc to potentially slip up on friday night and potentially tcu as well uh, maybe one or two losses uh, there, and Ohio State's right back in there. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, uh, if I was going to try to like handicap it, right? Uh, if you if you're Ohio State, the one that is a more I think surefire entrance into the playoff is if USC loses. I don't think it's as clear cut if TCU were to lose, because I don't think that you can punish them, or I don't think anyone wants to punish them by giving them. Uh, their first loss of the season in their conference championship game when Ohio State didn't make theirs. But with USC, it would be their second loss. And I think that that would pretty much eliminate them because that for all of the arbitrariness of the selection committee, it does seem like the two-loss thing continues to be their biggest hang-up. So um, I think if you're an Ohio State fan, you're really rooting for Utah. And maybe, you know, you're rooting for both USC and TCU to lose because it opens up more possibilities, but sure. the one that really matters the most is, is Utah. Yeah, I think you could be <clears throat> feeling pretty good Friday night if you're an Ohio State fan, if, if Utah ends up winning that game. I think it's like a two-and-a-half-point spread or something out in Las Vegas, and, and Utah obviously beat USC earlier in the year. So like, it's a pretty good chance. I, I think Ohio State and USC's resumes are like nearly identical at the moment. Uh, not that it'll matter all that much. The separating factor is that the, probably the last seven minutes of the Michigan game, but that goes out the window if USC has two losses. So I think it's as cut and dry as that. Is if USC loses the Utah again, I think Ohio State's it. Yeah, and I think that this will come down for both uh, a comparison with USC if TCU loses, and I think was pretty much the determining factor with Alabama. I know Berm had expressed some concerns on Monday. Is the, is the committee going to find some way to manufacture two SEC teams? Are they going to give Alabama the benefit of the eye test? Ohio State's win at Penn State, which is number eight now in the playoff rankings, is pretty much standing as the most impressive win for any of these contenders that are still trying to find their way in. Uh, of anybody that's not unbeaten, uh, I, I think we we left uh, Happy Valley last month being feeling like, wow, Ohio State could have won that game by a lot more, but they won by double digits by a team that hasn't lost to anybody except Ohio State and Michigan, and that's turning out to sort of be the trump card here for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I think when we left that game, it's sort of opposite of how last weekend went against Michigan, where the last score that you know Ohio State gave up sort of makes that game look a lot um, worse than it really was. And then at Penn State, the the Nittany Lions scoring with 30 seconds to go in the game makes that game look a little closer than it was. So I think you can view it from either side. But ultimately, you know, I'm curious, Austin, for you because you were very adamant on Saturday. Like, I think maybe so, sort of the fog of war potentially yeah, at that moment. Maybe. Um, you know, as you step away from it and you look at the strength of of the Ohio State resume in in whole, 
like it, it sometimes it's very easy to get caught up in the individual games and the minutiae and not look at the body work. Ohio State has been in the top two or three uh, the entire season as far as the rankings go. They have been in the top two or three as far as game control all year long. Um, number two ranked offense in the country in, in scoring offense, still a top 10 defense in the country in a lot of metrics. Like, I, I don't think that I think it's easy to look at the way that the second half or specifically the fourth quarter against Michigan really went and, and be like, wow, this team doesn't belong. But I think it's harder to say they don't belong when you look around the country and realize that you could make an argument that really only Michigan and Georgia belong. Yeah, I think and, and TCU, I guess. I think part of it is going to be the difficulty that I'm going to have moving forward, and we're all going to have to deal with with the change in college football. That like it doesn't feel right to me that Ohio State could lose to its rival, not win its division, not win the Big Ten. Those are the goals that they set out, and then the way that they did it in the fourth quarter. Obviously, as you like, fog of war is probably the right way to put it, but it just doesn't. That should have been a quarterfinal game for me. You know, I, that's the way I view it. And I'm not saying that Ohio State's previous 11 games should be thrown in the trash. It just is hard. It was hard to leave the horseshoe on Saturday and feel like that team was deserving of going to the college football playoff. But that's also ignoring how good they've been the rest of the year. And that's not fair. And the part that I think is maybe more important to clarify is that. Ohio State shouldn't want to turn down the opportunity to play for a national championship. And maybe I came out too harshly opposed to that on Saturday. And I do believe that there's an element where if you get if you remove the pressure of the game, you remove trying to get the revenge, and then they played a Georgia in the Peach Bowl or had an opportunity to get revenge against Michigan in a different setting, um, that the pressure would be off and they would play a hell of a lot better than they did on Saturday. They're one of the best teams in the country. I think they would beat TCU pretty handily. Doesn't matter. Their resume right now is better. They're ahead for a reason. USC would be a truly wild game. I do think over the course of the year that Ohio State has been uh, better and more consistent than the Trojans. Doesn't matter. They they gave up control of their fate. Um, I think the way that things are going with college football playoff expansion today with what we're looking at, with Ohio State being number five and a real possibility that they could get in on Sunday. I don't think it's necessary. Like 12 is a crazy number. It's stupid (laughs) because what happened on Saturday should matter more. And in the future, it's not going to bill. And I've talked about that previously. I just don't like that part. Like there should be real repercussions for losing the game. And I understand that they deserve another chance. They're very good. The rest of the year I'm, I'm on board with that part. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit fully right with me, even though I, I I'm glad that Ohio state may well wind up with another opportunity for those guys who've put a lot of work in. I, I was in the the boat of when, when playoff expansion first became like a real thing and that's all people talked about, or I guess people who were opposed to it talked about like minimizing the importance of the regular season. And in my head, I was like, who cares, man, the expanded playoffs fun. It'll be a good time. Right. And like now that we're like kind of in it, I'm like, this kind of stinks. <laughs> So my, my viewpoint on it uh, has changed a little bit now that now that we are in a reality where Ohio State can lose to Michigan and still make the college football playoff. Like it's it is very hard to compute in my mind. What's crazy is that among all of the changes that have happened in college football in the last decade, 
some things remain true. It's not a necessarily how many losses you have. It's when you lose. It's like Ohio State has their their resume. If they lost to Michigan six weeks ago, like USC lost to Utah six weeks ago, I don't think anyone would have an argument. I think it's the fact that it happened last weekend that it has it stuck in your brain that you can't mm-hmm. get past it. Uh, I think that we're going to all have to get used to this idea that two years from now, Ohio State and Michigan could play three times in, in a five-week stretch. And oh boy, I mean, what's going to happen then? I mean, you're going to see it's going to be utter chaos. And this is why I've always thought eight teams was the right number of teams in the playoff, because in the future, the Ohio State Michigan game will not matter at all. Those two teams are going to be in the playoff 98% of the time. And and that game loses pretty much all regular season value. But that's the way it's going. So we we better just adjust. And, And you know, Ohio State, to their credit, I, I asked one of uh, their coaches on Sunday, I sent a text message Sunday morning and said, you know, how's everyone feeling? Uh, you know, how's the vibe? And the answer was waiting for someone to lose, and then we're going to be ready. And let, that, that's Sunday morning. They know that. I mean, this is this is the new era of college football. I believe strongly in the fact that one of the things that makes college basketball great is the fact that if you lose games in December, you can still win a national championship. Um uh, the Bengals, uh, as I talked about on Monday after our Rooster show, um, you know they were ten and seven last year in the regular season. If they would have won the Super Bowl, nobody was going to complain that they lost seven games in the regular season. You still have to run through that gauntlet. They're still going to have to run through if if they do get a chance to get back into the playoff. They're going to have to beat Georgia and Michigan back to back, or you know th- that's you're going to have to do that. So uh, you at that point you you earn it, and no one's going to look back on on that November twenty sixth game if Ohio State's holding up that trophy on January 12th. This is neither here nor there from the, for the current, you know, college football playoff selection rankings and the playoff this year. But like we we're going from talking about the potential of Ohio state, Washington and the Rose bowl as a pure exhibition game to that being a five versus 12. That just seems ridiculous to me. I don't, (laughs) I don't like it. Like they were, uh, you know, Reese Davis and that crew, they were talking about it as they put up the numbers and said, well, in a couple of years, we're going to be talking about this, the the controversy between Washington and Florida State at 12 and 13. Like, does anyone in the world think that they could win a national championship, those two teams? Like, it, that just seemed like an incredible waste of time. Again, that's not relevant to this year's conversation, but I see everybody getting worked up every week. What if we had this bracket? Wouldn't that be super exciting? And my answer to that is no, it is not. You know what well, they should just start doing? Football. Yeah, I like college football, but Bill, aren't you worried that 10 years from now, it's just going to be like a weekly survivor pool? Like the season starts on September 1st and it's 128 teams in the playoff, buddy. You just work your way (laughs) down. I mean, it's like high school football. Everybody makes it. Yeah. yeah, Like, Uh, are are, are we not heading to that? I I suppose we are, but I, I, as a uh, degenerate who likes watching all of the bowl games, um, I would I wouldn't mind it if there were uh, you know added stakes to those games. Uh, that's that's where I struggle with it. Like on one hand, I like that. On the other hand, I don't like that the Ohio State Michigan game now has no consequences. Right. Like I can't that the two are hard to balance for me. Yeah, it, it is extremely difficult to look at that game and and realize that eh, it doesn't matter because we we spend you know think about. Uh, on Saturday, CJ Stroud saying this one game doesn't define us and the uproar that came from a, a number of people saying, of course it defines you. But now if Utah finds a way to beat USC again, that game doesn't have to define Ohio State. And so I think the interesting thing is how Ryan Day and his program have to mentally be prepared to rebound from that. 
in a, in in some ways thinking on Sunday, okay, the season's over. We need to start looking ahead. And now all of a sudden going, oh, crap, we could be talking about a, a national championship run if you get a little bit of help here. And, and now you you there's no way that the committee can objectively next week, if Utah beats USC or and Kansas State beats TCU, there's no way they can keep Ohio State out. So I, I don't know. Because if if you can, then why don't you just set the playoff matchups, you know, mm-hmm. this afternoon instead of still doing the charade? Yeah, I think that's why Tuesday night was so significant, Burn, because like there's nothing that you can change. The resumes will not change for Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee. If anybody wants to be feel hard done by what happened on Tuesday night, it's Tennessee, which has the exact same record as Alabama and beat them and checked in at number seven. Oh, they don't have Hendon Hooker. We saw the game. We know what happened. Yeah, who and cares? <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't matter. They also, you know, won with Joe Milton last week. So, right? How can you possibly put Alabama ahead of Tennessee? Like, so in what world does that make sense? <laughs> I think that's. I mean, that's why you were afraid on Monday, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But they, the only team that wound up being punished in that is Tennessee, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but Ohio State did not, and I think that that's. That's twofold. It's not just because the number is one in the loss column for Ohio State and two for Alabama, although uh, historically that precedent is pretty well set in stone for the selection committee. The other part, as I said, is Penn State. And Alabama just has not accomplished enough. They even tried. They moved Texas ahead of Notre Dame to boost that up. Mississippi State in there. like Mississippi State in there. But it, it, like you, you can't put a goose suit on this Alabama team. They did not handle their business. And Ohio it, State didn't play the toughest schedule. But they have a much, much better win, and their loss is to a much better team. Objectively speaking, we can all – Iowa would beat the snot out of Mississippi State, right? Like, they <laughs> yeah. they would. It wouldn't – they would beat them badly, and, and they would beat them 13-3, to three, but it'd be ugly. It'd be like a <laughs> yeah, super ugly 13-3. Yeah. They, yeah. They, uh, anyone who's watching that and, and – well, we got to put Mississippi – that's what I'm talking about when you talk about the SEC – a love affair. It is sure. just ridiculous to keep doing this with in this rotation of teams. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't rank Texas A&M this week. Well, <laughs> hey, they got a big win. They got a big win over a four loss uh, LSU team. Like, let's stop. Like th- that type of stuff just has to go away. It's it's not reasonable, nor is it in any way sensical. It's nonsensical and unreasonable. I, would I thought. I, yeah, I thought. Um, I thought Michigan had a really good chance or a strong argument to be number one, and then I saw Mississippi State. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's out the window," because right. like they're they're they were talking afterwards, like they're, they're giving Georgia credit for beating Oregon. Like it's a great win, but like if Oregon was just another SEC team that was ranked where it was, would that weigh as much as it as it seems to over over Michigan's resume? Like Michigan re- played a really bad non conference schedule, but Michigan also beat the number five team in the country on the road by three touchdowns and beat the number eight team in the country by, by a million. three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> they, they have two better wins than anybody in the country. Yeah. And I, it, I don't know. I mean, you, I guess you look at body work, right? In Georgia, but it's not like Georgia didn't have early season struggles. They've just been playing their best football lately. Um, That's not even true, Burm. I mean, a 10 point win to- against Kentucky, 16 to six. We're going to. Hey, hey, Kentucky's a darn fine SEC football team. Oh, that's true. They're I so good. They just that. fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, but they're in the SEC. That's true. But that's what I, I think that's the other part. Going back to your question about how I view Ohio State as a playoff or national title contender, a couple days removed, and I'm just thinking about four or five plays in the first half for Ohio State 
that could have gone differently where the Michigan game looks quite different. And then the number of times that I've seen Georgia look pretty human and not this indestructible force um, that many have made them out to be as the kings of the SEC. And I think, what would it look like if Ohio State played Michigan again? Be a pretty damn good game. Do I think that, uh, that C.J. Stroud and that Ohio State passing attack against Georgia could be pretty interesting? And uh, if Ohio State plays its best game defensively, is Stetson Bennett going to beat them? I think maybe not. So I think Ohio State could beat both of those teams. Now, will they get the opportunity? That's up to Friday and Saturday because they let it out of their hands. But I certainly could see that happening if they get the help that they need. And the selection committee put them in the position that they do need to be to get to this weekend. They have to find a way to play their best. Like that, I, I think you're right on on Georgia, but like, and they've had some real stinkers. But they beat Oregon 49 to three. They beat South Carolina 48 to seven. They beat Mississippi State 45 to 19. Like they, when they've played good teams and they sat on Tennessee, when mm-hmm. they play good teams, they showed up. And and Ohio State has been, I think, probably a little more hot and cold than Georgia has throughout the year. And on the biggest stages against the best teams, it's played. It's been like really clunky until the very end, or really clunky all the way through, like it was against Michigan. Now, for me, ultimately, not much has changed about the way that I view this year's college football landscape today as it was a week ago. I really believe that there are five or six teams that could win a national championship uh, based on how they play on any given day. Right now, there's five. There's five teams that can win a national championship, but Ohio State needs help to be one of them to have that real opportunity. Ohio State, at their best, can beat anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, that is – I don't think anyone can dispute that. What The problem is that it's been a long time since we've seen Ohio State at their best. Okay. Berm is an expert handicapper now. He's come a long way since the start of the season. Will Utah beat USC, Berm? No, I don't think so. Um, I, 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 I think it will be a very close game. It took a little bit of luck to beat them the first time. Um, that said, I think that they will be more prepared to handle what Caleb Williams does. They're going to have a healthy Jordan Addison back. You have... Uh, you lose Travis Dye, the running back, uh, so that changes things a little bit. Uh, I think you're going to be looking at a game that comes down to a field goal to win it. So I'm not going to say they're out of that they can't win it, but you're going to have to have your quarterback in Utah playing an incredible game, similar to the one he played against Ohio State last year in the Rose Bowl. If you're going to win this game, because that that's really what it comes down to. Like he has to outmatch uh, Caleb Williams, or at least match him. Yeah, Bill. I think that USC will find a way to win. I think it'll be close, like Berm says. And then I think TCU will lose, and then everyone will pull their hair out for about 24 hours. <laughs> Can you imagine the TCU fan base if the committee put Ohio State in over them again after what happened in 2014? They got it right the first time. That's true. Yeah. Can't argue that. Suck it, Horn Frogs. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. I like you guys. I like your colors. Uh, I really love those bleeding those bleeding toad uniforms they have. Those are sweet. Yeah, those are awesome. So, um, blood frogs. If, if Ohio State does find itself on the outside, uh, looking into the college football playoff, I am told that the Buckeyes are pushing strongly. Uh, this was alluded to during the uh, ESPN made for television rankings release on Tuesday <laughs> night, uh, but I was told this earlier in the day. Reported it on a, reported on it at OhioState.Rivals.com. The Buckeyes would prefer not to have a rematch with either Utah or Washington in the Rose Bowl. There are concerns about ticket sales uh, for that game and going back there yet again for the second consecutive year. Ohio State 
is pushing and advocating for Penn State to get that opportunity in the Rose Bowl. I have no problem with that whatsoever, uh, in which case the Buckeyes would be trying to look at an opportunity to go to the Orange Bowl and play the winner of Clemson and North Carolina. Of course, their actual preference is to get into the college football playoff, but that uh, will not be determined until Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday when the final rankings are released. We will have a lot more Ohio State coverage, as we always do, coming your way in the build-up to that on the podcast, our YouTube channel here, all the audio platforms, and at ohiostate.rivals.com. Thanks for joining us on The Daily. That is Bill, Berm, I'm Austin. See you later.